0: Hello! Welcome to the Tri-City Voice podcast. Coming up, improv from afar, Ohlone College's new president, other podcasts you should try, and a bicycle tour of Union City history. I spoke with the staff of Mission Coffee in Fremont. They are still open. I asked them about what it is like to actually come into work every day.
1: So, uh, I'm Tyler Johnson, and I'm a barista at Mission Coffee. Hi.
0: Kind of a blunt question, but how does it feel to be employed?
1: Very nice. I feel like I have a responsibility to my co-workers and to my boss to help out at the shop and try to maintain safety within the shop. How are you?
2: I'm okay. I'm tired. Also... Can I get your name? Ah. <laughs> my name is Kayla Atanas. <laughs> I've been having a hard time sleeping lately, actually. I have really bad anxiety. There'll be some days where I'm okay, and everything's okay, and it's normal, and I come in, I'm like, whatever, okay, wash my hands, do my thing, Um, but then there'll be days where I don't really want to go into work. (laughs) Um, Because we can do as much as we can, like, you know, wash our hands, disinfect everything, but we don't know, you know, customers, we're not sure. Uh, It's not their fault. (laughs) I live with my grandma um and so I'm just like it, Tyler was saying what like um there are some people who don't really want to work um or are not comfortable coming into work and so I've stepped up for Gale because I really care about this place I've been here almost like almost six years and I need the money I pay bills but I don't want my grandma to get sick which is kind of all I have left so
1: how's business? Surprisingly not terrible, uh, and there's definitely going to be slow days, but they're not as slow as you think they are And there's a lot of customers that come in specifically because they want to get a support Point to the point at times where you have to be like sorry. You can only have so many people in here, which you wouldn't expect um, And as a result, we've definitely been working as hard as we can to make sure that the community itself feels like we're trying to keep communication People are here to help us and we're here to make sure that they don't go insane at home.
2: My hands smell like Clorox wipes. It's it's insane, actually. <laughs> it's like in between each customer, you know, we take a wipe or like Scott uses like bleach water and stuff and we just bleach the whole counter. Um, we bleach the POS system, the card, we bleach down the condiment bar, the milk. It just, it's a lot of and
0: bleach. <laughs> There's no point in reading an empty calendar, so instead, I'm going to recommend a few podcasts that I love. I'll tell you one simple way to find them online, but there are many ways to search for these. You know best. The podcast Rough Translation, the episode The Congo We Listen To. It made me care about something that wasn't meant for me and that did not need me to care. Also, the episode American Surrogate is so good, it will make you cry. To find, google rough translation and the Congo we listen to. Any episode of 10 Things That Scare Me, the episodes are very short, shorter than this podcast, and collectively, they are the most humanizing thing I have ever heard in podcasting. To find, google 10 Things That Scare Me podcast. There's a new podcast about trucking called Over the Road, and it's for people who are absolutely not truckers. It's great. It's so new you should start with the first episode, the biggest tailgate in trucking. The host has a perfect voice. To find, Google Over the Road Podcast. The Blind Boy Podcast is produced in Ireland and hosted by a member of the Irish band, The Rubber Bandits. He talks about all sorts of things each week. One episode from January 16th 2019, called Julia's Gulag, is about how a Japanese watchmaker in the 1940s influenced Detroit techno, its good crack. To find, search Blind Boy and Julia's Gulag. Julia, the name, and G-U-L-A-G. Italy is on lockdown, so listen to their podcasts. A podcast called Meet, entirely in English, is about our relationship with the human body. The first episode, from back in February 2018, is called The Host's Fat. The episode won a bunch of awards. To find, search for Meat, M-E-A-T, and the name Jonathan Zanetti, Z-E-N-T-I. Justin Embry and Michael Lewis kept their improvisation muscles warmed up by practicing over Zoom. Justin Embry mostly lives and works in L.A. now, but grew up in Fremont and is currently working here, sheltered in place like the rest of us. Michael Lewis now operates Empire Improv in Bakersfield, but once lived in the Bay Area and performed quite a bit with Fremont's very own made-up theater. He also taught improv classes with them. In an email, he said, I know, for me, improv is good for my well-being and I hope to help give folks a chance to just relax, and play, and not think.
3: What do I do with all these toes? They'd be
4: normal size if I didn't have toes. I'd have like regular
3: people-sized feet.
4: Yeah, no, you don't need all those toes. Yeah. A doctor told me that once. Yeah. Big, little. That's all. In the middle, get rid of it. I don't need
3: it. I don't need it. Yeah. It's the middle part of me that's not big. Yeah. Yeah. It's
4: striking. You leave an impression on a person.
3: I kind of look like a crumb character in some ways.
4: Oh, yeah, I got says. to keep
3: on trucking feet, that's why yeah. I'm yeah. just pulling on all the things I was made fun of as, as a kid.
4: Oh, I hope this isn't drawing up any dormant emotions, this is oh, traumatizing. Yeah,
3: kind of I'm okay. a, a little, just a little, okay. kind of.
4: You can't fit into the flippers for the scuba instruction if you got too big a feet, okay?
3: Whoa, 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 what about the, my feet are big, so do I need the flippers? Oh, okay. Why don't you just, uh, you jump in the water
4: right there, give me a quick uh, little go around, and let's see uh, let's see how you do. Oh, hey, whoa, oh, that's fast. Okay, you know what? Hey, hey, hop on out, you're right. Oh my gosh, yeah.
3: okay. You know, my parents always told me my big feet would be a problem, and yeah. I, uh, I disagreed. I said, there will oh. be a time I will be thankful for these feet.
4: I'm astonished. I think you're gonna teach plenty of people how to scuba successfully, safely, and fun. You're gonna him how to have fun.
3: Um, perfect. Well, thanks for doing that.
4: Oh my gosh, thank you for setting this up. Like, yeah. it's so nice to e- just have that kind of improv connection, even when we are hundreds of miles away. This is great. Yeah. Uh,
3: perfect. Thanks again for doing this. I appreciate you know, I love being able to have an improv community, even though we're all apart. It's good for my sanity. And hopefully it's good for other employers to get to improvise. So
0: Michael has collaborated with other improv actors under lockdown, while their respective theaters are dark. He is posting these sessions on his YouTube channel. Search Empire
5: Improv. Hey, Justin, this is uh, Michael Lewis calling. Um, so you know that the Tri-City podcast thing that I sent you uh, about? Um, it's not legit. It turns out it's, uh, it's a scam. I'm not really sure what he's getting out of it. He just wanted to talk to me but wasn't recording it or producing it. And then he's asking a bunch of questions about um, my favorite podcast. And then told me to describe them in detail. And then he asked me to do impersonations of the characters in the podcast. Um, He'd never heard of WTF until he had me do this Mark Marin thing. And then he was like, oh, tell me about this other one. And then he's like, no, no, tell me the whole story of uh, Adnan Syed. No, tell me the whole thing. The whole thing. I'm just going to, that's a great podcast idea. I'm going to do that. Really weird. And he just kept asking me, you know, what's another podcast? What's another podcast? No, no, do the whole thing no, no, just don't tell me about it, but, like, act like you're the person that's in the podcast, because then I could just, I could just put it out there, it'll be real, and then it got really weird, I heard banging on the door, and then I heard a dog bark, a cat screech, and then, like, a splintering cracking sound, and then he said, no, Sheba, get back in your cage, so I don't know, but anyway, I looked him up, and it's not legit, he's just some random kook on the internet, um, there is no Tri-City podcast. When you get this, you want to call back and talk about it? Yeah. All right. Well, I got to go. Okay. Bye.
0: Ohlone College is searching for a new president and has narrowed the candidates down to three finalists. They hosted an online forum, giving those finalists a chance to answer questions from the public. Dr. Eric
6: There's responsibility on all sides in shared governance, and one of the places I think that we sometimes fall down is very few people have all the information, and the people who sit on committees might know the information. Where we fail is we don't take the information back out to the wider body, and so that everyone knows the conversation and the dialogues that are happening on campus. So what's really important is to create not just the the shared governance model, because that's kind of already embedded in, in the structure, But to figure out collaboratively, how do we make sure everyone knows the conversations that are going on so that when decisions are made, people don't feel like they were either not consulted, not informed, or are surprised. And so it's to make sure that information and communication goes two ways. And so that when we do that, everyone understands what the conversations were and how those decisions came about. So it's it's making, and it's, CERC Governance represents the faculty, the staff, the students, the administration, everyone who's part of the community. It's critical that everyone's voice and input be part of the conversation so a decision is both informed and educated and well thought out.
0: Dr. Tamil Gilkerson.
5: Um, My father had a business, a wood box building business right on Mission Boulevard when I was growing up. In many ways, I feel very connected uh, that Ohlone is part of my own community. I think, you know, folks are probably wondering why as a sitting president, you know, I decided to apply to Ohlone and so I just want to be upfront about it. You know, I really love Laney College where I serve now. I have incredible folks that I have the opportunity to work with, but I'll tell you when I looked at the job description when it came out for Ohlone, there were so many things in the job description about what you were looking for and a president that I felt like it was a really an opportunity to um, learn to actually come and bring some value in terms of the skill sets I have to work together to kind of meet the goals and mission that you all have laid out together.
7: Dr.
0: Matthew Critcher.
7: Yeah, equity is all about looking at where do we need to focus our attention, uh, looking at things that are already being done and celebrate and recognize that having an inclusive campus community Perhaps, um, you know, like we're developing a Black Cultural Resource Center at Chabot, also the El Centro bilingual Spanish speaking resource center out of the Title V grant. You know, do we have prayer rooms? Do we have lactation rooms? Do we have all gender restrooms? Those are some initiatives I brought to Chabot that I would want to, you know, partner with the Ohlone community in making sure that the campus infrastructure, that the online learning in terms of accessibility, uh, for students, both connectivity and in terms of uh, ADA is all there from the beginning, and that we really send this unfaltering message of inclusivity and support, as you already do, but I would want to support Aloni in um, really just uh, removing barriers, uh, helping to move those plans forward, and to really uh, eliminate these equity and opportunity gaps for for your students, so thank you.
0: In this little corner of the podcast, we're going to take a break from the news and hear from local historians. I've got errands to run. Come with me. We need to get some gas. Should be fine. Go to the market. Just a quick trip. Get a haircut. Wait, what? And then watch a movie in a theater with other people. Hold on now. It's a history tour of Union City that you can do on a bicycle. If you've ever driven on Mission Boulevard and wondered what that colorful Aztec-themed little garage was, it is a bicycle repair shop run by the Union City Teen Employment Program. Originally, it was the Fireball gas station that was probably built in the 1930s. I'm standing across the street from the Dorado Foods Supermercado at 33909 on 10th Street. It's a market now, but a hundred years ago, it was a market. The market at this corner of 10th Street and I Street has been a market for more than 110 years. In the 1960s, the building was the Union City Market. It was owned by one family who sold it to another family, and they ran it to the 1970s. It is, of course, now the Dorado Foods Supermercado. I am at 33831 10th Street in Union City. Actually, I'm across the street because I want to be respectful of the people who live in this place. It is a home now, but this small building... Hi guys. This small building housed the Dakota Barbershop. The barbershop probably opened in 1939 when haircuts were 25 cents. The shop closed in the late 1970s. I'm standing outside 201 E Street Currently, it is the Tri-City African Methodist Episcopal Church. But this building was originally a theater that played mostly Spanish-language films on Fridays, as well as second-run English-language films. The theater closed in the late 70s. The building sat empty until 1981 when the church took it over. The Dakota Bicycle Tour was written by Timothy Swenson and has many more historic sites to discover. You can find it for free online from the Washington Township Museum of Local History. Check their website. The Tri-City Voice newspaper is produced by What's Happening Tri-City Voice. The editor-in-chief is William Marshak. The director of operations is Sharon Marshak. The newspaper is put together and distributed by a bunch of awesome people whose names are worth reading in the opinion page of each issue. This supplemental podcast is produced by Andrew Cavett. Studio space provided by Audrey Lover of Cat. If you enjoyed this episode, the best thing you can do for us is tell other people. Goodbye until next Tuesday when we do this all again.
1: And also kind of a little ironic that all the jobs that you wouldn't think of as say important are all the ones that need to be running right now. So it, it was very, very kind of weird to wake up and be told I was an essential job.